Hello and welcome to Earth Calling. We're your hosts, Ed and Laszlo. Every week we bring you a fresh slice of online content, sorting through the likes, the memes, the insta-queens, the swipes, the scrolls, and the Twitter trolls. Together, we're laying down our 21st century digital legacy. So sit back, relax, and buckle in. This is Earth Calling. Hello and welcome back, Earth Callers, to our podcast. We're very, very glad you joined us today because we've got a special episode for you. This episode is much requested by our listeners because it is none other than the very, very notorious dating app Tinder. Ooh. Ed, Tinder, we finally got there. We thought we never would. We've had it on the back the back burner for a while and we've resisted it for many reasons, but here we are and we are going to be diving into the world of online dating for you all. Indeed. We've skirted, we've kind of skirted around the edges of the more niche platforms out there trying to ignore the elephant in the room, which is, of course, this giant of modern-day culture and modern-day millennial dating. Exactly. The source of many an interesting story, many a regret-filled hookup, and many a lovely burgeoning oh, relationship. Hang on a sec. I, I feel Ed's already revealed a bit too much <laughs> about his, his own, his own uh, experiences. I think just before we get stuck into the episode itself, it would be remiss not to comment on Laszlo's excellent haircut that he is sporting today. It's been several months, but he is sporting a very smart new lid. He's done up his zipper on his jacket, so he now looks even more like Liam Gallagher. Hasn't shaved, um, but that's all part of the the sort of German Berlin mystique. Um, no, this is great. This is the, the five o'clock shadow, Ed. This, oh, um, okay. I'm sure Sorry. you'll see it on the screenshots, which we post how our Instagram at earth underscore calling underscore pod. It really rolls off the but, tongue, that, doesn't it? <laughs> it does not. It does not. But yes, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm quite proud to look like uh, Liam Gallagher in Manchester, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking Oasis. Ever heard of them? No. Today is gonna... Uh, Give anyway. me the day. Okay, um, right, so... What would have happened, by the way, if Liam Gallagher had, had access to Tinder? Uh, by the way, he actually still does have access to Tinder. But... He does. Yes. Or he might be on Raya, which is, uh, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, a True. celebrity dating app, um, which is just for the rich and famous. Now, I'd like to say we'll cover that in a future episode, but that would rely on Laszlo <laughs> or me <laughs> obtaining access via some degree of notoriety or fame. Still holding out for it, Earth Callers. Yeah. Yeah. So balls in your court, everyone listening. Yeah. Uh, you could get us there, but we, we, we would need yeah some degree of fame. Anyway, today we are, of course, discussing Tinder. And as is customary, normal services resumed with Earth Calling, story time with Ed. Of course, last week we had the wonderful Josh Berry with us, but this week we are back to basics. And I'll be running us through how the app was created before jumping into some of our own experiences. So Tinder was created in 2012. Again, always longer ago than you think, but that's just a sign of our age, perhaps, Laszlo. And it was created in a startup incubator called Hatch Labs, which really takes the incubation element to a next level with the idea of hatching these startups, just like eggs under a goose. Um, who's going to lay the golden egg? Turned out the golden egg on this occasion was laid by Sean Rad, Jonathan Bedeen, Justine Mateen, Joeen... 
Manos. <laughs> He's all rhyme. Whoa. And Dinesh Morjani and Whitney Wolf. Uh, I've butchered all of their names. Oh, so just just the just the seven co-founders then? Yeah. So this article, yeah. I think, is a, is a bit liberal with who was actually in the room. Typically, you'd see one or two founders. I think in reality, it was Sean Rad and Justine. Sorry, it's actually Justin. Justin Mateen. Yeah, <laughs> not Justine Mateen. It's a bit of fabrication. You got quite carried away with the Ean ending. Yeah. Well, Sean Rad, Jonathan Bedeen, Justin Mateen, Joe Manoz, Dinesh Morjani, and Whitney Wolf. It also sounds like, you know, a, a lyric that Billy Joel didn't quite allow to, to feature in We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> you know, he's, he's kind of Sean Rad, Jonathan, Dave, Daddy, Justin. <laughs> <it's>, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Dinesh Morjani, um, yeah, exactly. So we didn't start the Tinder. Yeah, oh, always, oh uh, actually, nice. it ties in nicely, doesn't it? Very good, no, yeah. lovely. So anyway, this was the founding group, and an interesting side note, which I'll just drop in, is that Whitney Wolf. Uh, some of our listeners might be familiar with her because she later left Tinder under a cloud of acrimony, there was a bit of a bust-up, and she went over to found an app called Bumble, which yes, recently IPO'd for, I think, several billion. Was it four billion? Anyway, a very large sum. So she um, went on to do her own thing and had a massive falling out with the founders. There were various sexual assault allegations, and it was quite messy. So anyway... So the initial app was founded in this startup incubator um, called Hatch Labs. And the idea was that Sean and Justin had decided that they were at college together and they decided that they wanted to have an app that capitalized on the fact that no matter where you are, you feel extra comfortable approaching somebody if you know that they want you to approach them. So this sort of double opt-in system was pioneered by Tinder. Of course, it's now seen to be completely obvious, but back then it wasn't uh, that, you know, it'd be actually very comfortable for people to know that the other person is into them before creating the match. So they thought that this app filled a gap in social networking for reaching out to strangers as well. Um, traditional social networks would join people who already know each other. And what they did to get it started, because I was actually very interested to work out how do you create an app that relies on pairing people when you don't have anybody on it, because of course these social networks rely on reaching a critical mass. And what they did was they went to various college campuses in America. Of course, by the way, I should have said this was founded on the West Coast. Um, <laughs> I don't think at this point given, you really don't need to. You, yeah. you only mention the the founding location if it differs from exactly. the west and it, although interestingly this was founded in los angeles rather than san francisco oh, so pretty diverse um Very. west hollywood otherwise known as weho um not That's to be confused with <laughs> not Soho. a particularly nice yeah. not weho is not a particularly nice shortening of a, no. of a place name but yeah. you what although <laughs> pretty apt for um for tinder yes uh, <laughs> yes we, we, we ho yeah. <laughs> we ho yeah yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Founded in LA and they were crowned the best new startup of 2013 and won the Tech Crunch Crunchy Award. <laughs> what a ridiculous world it is that we live in. But I don't think they were awarded a chocolate biscuit, as would be the expectation in the UK. Love a crunchy bar. But they did win this big award and subsequently the app gained notoriety. But what I was saying is they supplanted it on college campuses and they basically told people, okay, this is the hot new app. All of the really attractive guys are on it. And they told all the girls, all the, all, sorry, all the guys, all the really attractive girls are on it. And all the 
girls that all the really attractive guys are mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. and vice versa and you know if you're gay etc etc right. and because everybody at college is you know probably looking to get their game face on it managed to actually reach penetration became extremely popular and i i look i wouldn't i wouldn't be the host of a comedy podcast if i didn't I know say what that you're I had about to, to say. extinguish i had to extinguish around 12 penetration jokes just then but you know, given my my experience in the field now of comedy podcasting, I, I chose to ex- extinguish them. Episode two, totally different story. I would have gone yep. down. You would have hopped on the, that. The editor would not have allowed it. You would have got on content. that bandwagon and I would have cut yeah. it. Yeah. But back to the founding story. <laughs> story okay. time with Ed is the vaguely serious part of this, of this Sorry, endeavor. Sorry, of course, of course. Of which, course, you know, yeah. people, I, I think, love. Yeah. Uh, still waiting to hear that feedback in the DMs, <laughs> from, but... Um, from those people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it is subsequently shot to international renown, and I think, as uh, at the latest count of the dates that they released, they have about 1.6 billion swipes per day which is pretty nuts if you think about it. And the average user of the platform, the average user logs into the app 11 times a day, which is you mean you mean they open the app, right? They're not they're not actually logging out and logging in. Yeah, okay. Open. I mean, app. Yeah. sorry, but uh, some people listening to this show might know the difference between. You're those quite two right. Things. You're quite right. Yeah. No, so they open the app eleven times a day yeah. with um, the male user averaging seven point two minutes on the app a day. Uh, sorry, averaging seven point two minutes per session, and female users averaging eight point five minutes per session. So that's 80 minutes per day and 93 minutes per day respectively which i i could not believe that the average what? user of tinder spends yeah. more than an hour on it a day that's bonkers and, and what does it say that that women on average spend longer than men mm. quite is interesting it, is that, it, isn't it i would have thought it'd be the other way around yeah exactly because because of the time men spend swiping mm. but maybe it's a reflection on the quality of messages that that women deliver Exactly. That they're, they're more thoughtful and they take time to, to respond. You're actually quite right. So something that I found further digging was that the average man swipes yes on far more women than the average mm. woman swipes yes on average men. However, the average Indeed. woman, when she does initiate a conversation, uses far more characters in that initiating message than the average man, indicating a much more thoughtful initial yep. opener which is probably because with women, you have a much greater pool to select. You can therefore be more selective, choose who you like, whereas men adopt a scattergun approach, rather like VC funding, uh, whereby... (laughs) Sorry, that was... Yeah, that was terrible. But you you adopt a broad broad approach and just see what sticks. So Tinder, that is the backstory. It is an inherent part of the millennial experience of online dating and has grown to be part of the the public conversation around love. It's amazing though, isn't it, that you imagine a world before Tinder or before online dating and now with all online dating, no matter the platform, we basically associate these apps with swiping and very quick decision making to to match with someone and potentially meet up with them. Mm -hmm. And this is amazing because it's made you know it's totally broken down the taboo of online dating if you if you imagine a world before tinder you know these dating websites which firstly looked like you know they were very designed in the 90s you had to fill in this kind of this huge questionnaire with all of your different you know interests like 
I obviously I didn't register on these platforms. Well, hang on. I was about to say it would not surprise me, and I'm sure it would not surprise anybody listening to hear that Laszlo actually had a kind of 2012 OK Cupid phase. (laughs) Sorry, Um, I take that the the wrong way. Whatever way it was meant, I said chess, vegetarianism (laughs) slash part time meat connoisseur. Oh. Rafa, Rafa Nadal impressionist actually scratched that after last episode yeah. definitely scratched that <laughs> um, but but anyway uh, I think I'm right in saying that there was a big taboo associated with online dating back in the day and you were considered nothing short of a social pariah mm. if you if you confessed to doing this kind of so you'd actually keep it very much secret that you were Absolutely. dating online and um, and also it's just funny because these websites claimed to match you based on these this huge, huge number of interests and, you know, and I love it how that's basically been replaced by ultimately a superficial snap call and whether or not you you like someone's appearance. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that that brings us on nicely to a very interesting set of statistics that I came across around the way that dating behavior and meeting of couples has changed over the years. And what I'm looking at here is a fascinating chart which I should probably share in the show notes which shows how couples met in the US um, between the year 1940-40 and the year 2020 and you have various different options right so the first is met in church obviously back in the day huge second is neighbors Uh, third is met in college fourth is met in primary or secondary school Fifth is family, as in met through family, rather than dating somebody in your family. Um, you know, depending on maybe the deep south, I don't know what flies, a bit like Norfolk, that might get us cancelled. But met through co-worker, met through friends, met in a bar or a restaurant or met online. Now, I would ask you, Lazo, so in 1940, what do you think was the primary uh, kind of way to meet somebody in the US? 1940. In that very year, so well, mid, okay, the four, yeah, the forties, let's the, say the forties, okay. Is there an is there uh, a name for the forties? Like you know, you got the swinging sixties, probably like the terrible forties very... because there's a war. Yeah, yeah or the yeah. the the very the war torn forties. Yeah. Okay, so the, picture yourself in 1940. Yeah. I. I... Yeah. Well, I mean, if yeah, you know, if I'm lucky and I'm actually in my hometown as opposed to you know fighting mm, fighting a war beaches. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I think I would probably meet my future wife. Yeah, at, at a kind of at a dance, you know, at a dance in a at a bar and dance. They, yeah, a bar and dance or a, a bar, you know, a bar or in a bar. Speakeasy. Okay, so you, okay. I mean, sadly, barn dance is not one of the kind of the, kind of the options on the on the survey. <laughs> what, but what I meant is basically in public. Fine. So yeah, but there's multiple options. So I will put you out of your misery. So family uh, through family was uh, the primary re- way that people met uh, friends, family, uh, or, uh, yes. or potentially at primary or secondary school. Now, what's very interesting is over the years, meeting through family has plummeted. So it was 30% of couples in 1940, and today it is about 7% of couples meet through family. Wow. Um, Similarly, meeting at secondary school has plummeted. Uh, Meeting at work has gone up, and meeting in a bar or restaurant has also shot up. So meeting in a Mm. bar or restaurant Mm. uh, was 10% back then. It's now more like 30 of course, the fascinating one for this purpose of discussion today is meeting online, right? So in 1990, it was effectively zero. In 2000, it had shot up to 10% of couples met online. 
And then in 2020, it is 40%, 40% of couples that meet online in 2020 in the US. Crazy. Isn't that, that is nuts? And, and that's only gonna go up to, yeah, to the absolutely. point where you should look at the graph. I mean, if you think about that, that yeah. is the definition of exponential. Weirdly, yeah. there's a there's a slight plateau between two thousand and five and two thousand and ten, which I guess was you probably had your okay cupids for, for some people, but you yeah. hadn't got apps yet, and then it really yeah. takes off. Yeah. Meeting in church has sort of trended at around 10% down to about five, but that stayed pretty stable, interestingly. So I'd be curious to hear the stats on meeting in online church during yes. the COVID pandemic. That that could be a a, a really new lease on life for, for Christians looking to get out into the dating world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say, Mary, you do look fine with that filter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mary, yeah. good good name. Yeah. 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 Why, thank Quite you, contrary. Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joseph interests carpentry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Mary somehow gets pregnant after the Zoom call. For, yeah, classic <laughs> with Mary. Human contact. Yeah. yeah. Immaculate, yeah. immaculate. So that's what's changed, and, and the rapid growth of online dating. I think we have actually got to a point now where it is no longer taboo to say, "Oh, yeah, we actually met on a dating app." Uh, if you say, you know. I'm going out with someone we met online. Not at all. That's I do know on. some people who still don't, you know, they don't like to reveal it as their mm. first mm. thing. They say kind of like, oh, we met in a bar. It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's interesting. How did you uh, How did you connect before the bar? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was Tinder, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, but enough about the context. You know, we've been treading water and avoiding what people really <laughs> want to know, Laszlo, which is... Have you used Tinder? I mean, you clearly have. Um, and what were <laughs> okay, yeah. your experiences? I, I will happily admit to having used Tinder, but still refute having signed up to the early days of OKCupid OK <laughs> and filled in the 20 question strong questionnaire oh, in 2012 wow. when I was a 19 year old, by the way. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. You're yeah. probably more of an e harmony man. <laughs> e-harmony that is just you know in this day and age where we're, we're so used to startup names like you know wobbly or sparkly is a name wobbly, like wobbly e-harmony kind of your profile or wobbly was my uh, my online uh, my early online dating experiences and uh <laughs> safe to say it um yeah it got me weak need <laughs> mm. um yeah um <laughs> So yes, I, I have been on Tinder, of course, in the past. Um, I'm not currently on Tinder. I, along with many of our listeners who I'm sure have done the same, I have deleted and reinstalled the app at least three or four times. You know, you know the feeling. Mm. You get, you've swiped so much. It's just the sickening feeling because you realize that all you're doing is playing this game and then you just delete it and then you kind of get it back again. So I've gone through those cycles. Um, I'm quite, I, I want to reveal first that actually the way that I've used it in the past has also been quite innocent in a sort of serendipitous way. It's been oh, innocent because okay. it, when I was living in Moscow, for example, I ended up going on, the, on this platonic Tinder lunch, which was oh basically, it basically happened. I was talking to this girl. It was going very well. You know, I thought it was going to be a good date. We arranged to meet up and the day before meeting up, she sends me this message saying, hi, I'm still good to meet for tomorrow, but just to let you know, my circumstances have changed somewhat and uh, and and I will no longer be able to attend this date in a romantic capacity. How do you do this, mate? 
<laughs> I was basically, I have no idea what happened, but maybe she, um, well, she probably just, she probably just realized she didn't find me attractive, but I, no. I made up these stories that she got back with this old boyfriend and oh, she didn't, you know, God. she wasn't ready to. So at that point, let's, let's just rewind here. Okay. So at that point, I think I would speak for a lot of listeners in saying that you would probably go, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, given that I am on here to actually have romantic encounters, that is kind of the reason I'm on here. I might have ducked out of that lunch, but you decided to go along anyway. Why? Well, now maybe maybe our listeners will remember my my chat roulette uh, methodology <laughs> or my my chat roulette philosophy. I I like to put myself in quite odd situations, and I thought it was very amusing the fact that this girl had basically said that there was no way this date was going to turn into anything romantic. Um, so, so yeah, the, the, the curiosity in me won and I went along to this restaurant in Moscow, um, you know, had a, had a, uh, a very cheap three course meal. I believe it was, um, a cold Russian salad, a borscht and, uh, something, something sweet. Perhaps and a, just a said honey tart. It was a, a honey tart, a medavik as yeah. it's called. And then, uh, went home. It was, it was a very, very dry encounter. Gosh. Did you, did you yeah. regret it or... No, I, I didn't. I, I think I, I'd, I'd say yes again. I just... Um... What would it take to get you to regret a chance encounter? You'd basically have to be bludgeoned over the head or something by the person you'd met <laughs> I... for you to be like, actually, could have yeah. just done without that one. I, yeah, I'd probably have to be robbed at gunpoint to actually get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I'm sadly that that anecdote didn't end in a funny story. It was, it was merely this lunch, which actually ended up being very dry because despite you know, the frivolity of our online interaction, it turned out we didn't really click in person, even on a, a friendship level, mm. sadly. Um, but a kind of a sunnier story was when I, I to get back to Berlin after after the um, my Christmas break last year, and of course, it was quite tricky to get back to Berlin from um, a country which was experiencing big spikes in, in COVID infections, I had to fly through Ukraine. Mm. And I thought, you know, because I was going to be in Ukraine for two days, why not download Tinder? It's a great way to connect people very, very quickly. And uh, I connected to this girl, I actually only matched with one person, sent her message saying, do you want to go for a walk tomorrow? Because, you know, no bars were open and, and lockdown restrictions were still in place in Kiev. And we went for this really, really cool five-hour walk in the city. She was basically my tour guide. She told me all about the history, um, lots of nice buildings. How old was she? She was my age. She was. Okay, uh, she wasn't a sort I of fifty-year-old tour guide or something. <laughs> Natalia Asapienka, uh, Laszlo, to your right, you see beautiful Kremlin of uh, Kiev. This is where, of course, uh, Daniel uh, Dubov, the ancient emperor, met his uh, fourteen wives. No, um, it reminds I, I me, of course, not... of the Airbnb uh, tour guide in Omsk, or was it Tomsk? Yes. I think it was actually Tommy yes, Tomsk. Yes. He was very good. <laughs> you remember him? Yeah. Tommy Tomsk, I have yeah. a car. Ah, excellent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Might be very I useful. have degree in history and a car. Yeah, Perfect. It ticks yeah. all the boxes. No, I did not sleep with a fifty-year-old Ukrainian tour guide. I did not sleep with any Ukrainian. Sleep... In fact, right. Exactly. No, I did not sleep another with any Ukrainian. Another platonic date. For it was time. another platonic date. So, those did she know that it was going to be platonic, or did you make it platonic? Look, this is another question altogether. I, I believe that um, there was potentially some expectations from from one of our sides. And 
not not mine um, that oh. that this would yeah that this would lead somewhere well Sadly, i think that's I... probably fair to have some expectation given you're on bloody tinder, <laughs> mate. It's a tinder I mean, I, you know what is hilarious is you're giving the wrong impression of this platform because everything you read is about tinder being a hookup app that everybody just uses to copulate and you have somehow managed to turn it into what sounds like a sort no. of you know rather pleasant kind of letter writing exchange where you for me for me quite frankly it's a quick borscht and a bye-bye or a uh, you know tour of ukraine and ta-da so your experiences with tinder contrary to everyone's expectations Although actually, perhaps not have been entirely. <laughs> I, think, I think by now, people who've been listening to the show think that probably aligns exactly <laughs> with my freaking with their expectations. Thank you. Anyway, but no, you're, you've been platonic with everyone you've met on Tinder. Well, look, I'm not going to go into the details of, of the of the flip side of my experiences, but mm. I did rather amusingly come across some screenshots the other day that I saved in a, a, a folder somewhere on my Google Drive. Uh, also paints a nice picture for, for, for how I uh, conduct my online um, affairs. But basically, I found screenshots of exchanges I'd had with, with women on Tinder. And I think I'd taken screenshots because I found them quite amusing or horrifically cringe and I'd probably sent them to my brother or something. Um, but I, I'm now very, very willing to share the, the kinds of things that I was saying to girls on Tinder to try and maybe lead to a, a date. Because I would just say at this point, at this juncture, for anybody who hasn't used Tinder who's listening, I would say that the onus is typically on the male participant, um, if it is a heterosexual encounter, to elicit the conversation. It seems as though the expectation is very much that the men need to, you know, get the chat going, sustain the chat. And I think part of that is probably to do with the fact that women have far more options in general. It could, of course, also be the case that Laszlo and I just don't get that many matches. But I think from speaking to people that this is quite typical. So anyway, Laszlo, you had to be, you had to show that you're a funny guy. And this is what you said. Yeah. And on that point, by the way, I have reached out to the support team at Tinder many times to complain of <laughs> to complain of a glitch whereby I I don't get matches. That they, they, they assure me that they're still still dealing with my request. But if if you're listening, by the way, Tinder, and by the way, as always, thanks for sponsoring our episode. If you're listening, I'm still waiting to hear back on why I only get three matches on my despite having repetitive strain injury in your right thumb. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, anyway, moving on to my. My, let's just call them chat up lines. I don't see them as chat up lines. I see them as quirky ways to get girls to like you. In a platonic uh, way. In a platonic way. How to get a girl to, to agree to a platonic borscht with you. Um, I suppose most borsches are platonic, but here we go. So the first one was um, was to a, a girl called Marlene. Great name. I, I simply said Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Quite millennial <laughs> that. She said, neither. I hate Harry Potter. <laughs> At this point, I definitely had a bit of a crisis. I was thinking, you know, come on. Who's who's that brutal when you, you know, you, you put yourself out there? So I just said, oh, shame. I'll just put you in Hufflepuff then. Um, she didn't respond. So two hours later, being the, you know, insecure oyster I am, I just said, I just said, in inverted commas, I said, please not Gryffindor. Please not Gryffindor. <laughs> And she still didn't respond. That was the end of my... Amazing. Mate, she she doesn't deserve you. She doesn't deserve you, Marlene. You know, I kind of agree. Thank you for saying that. I hope hope all of our listeners agree. And please do let us know in the DMs um, 
the the, the very the very dry DMs um, if they if they do or don't serve me. Number two, I think, is definitely on me um, for for not getting a response. It was pretty terrible. I said to Emily, "Whoa, Emily! Um, I couldn't help notice in your second picture that you like reading books." That's crazy. I do too. We have so much in common. And then I just, I, I ended, I ended with the question: Do you prefer hardbacks or paperbacks? Oh, is that sort of slightly oh. innuendo-y? Or I don't think it was meant to be euphemistic. Oh. Um, but but Emily also sought. Um, f- <laughs> Emily also decided not to uh, not to indulge in conversation with me, which is fine. You know, I'd already got the gratification that she found me at least a tiny bit attractive. Mm. So yeah. I didn't take it too badly. Um, Sylvia, on the other hand, I thought like I thought I'd, you know, when you are swiping through people's pictures, you also get a vibe that they're fairly cool, don't you? You mm-hmm. know, they might be cool, they might be quirky, whatever. So Sylvia had given me really good vibes. So I said to Sylvia, "Hey Sylvia, I've been having trouble with a blockage in my kitchen sink. No <laughs> visible clog, but I think the culprit is some bits of fried egg I stupidly let slide down the hole. Any tips?" Okay, well, and, uh, what like what was it about Sylvia that made you think that explaining the plumbing of your sink would be the way to win her round? It, it was it was that a good proportion of her pictures had been taken on a film camera. I'm not gonna lie, right? Okay, I mean, and that made you think I mean, that on. she sort of has a part-time side hustle as a plumber. <laughs> no, not at all. I just thought you know she she might be open to a very left field chat up line Fair. involving a sink. Was yeah. she? No. Right. <laughs> I mean, who said romance is dead, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So look, what what can we learn from this? And also, just to, <laughs> to, just to circle back to the, the poor extraterrestrials who are having to listen to this episode thinking, what is this absolute tragedy of human dating uh, in the... Tragic in, comedy, on, on, in your case. Tragic comedy of... of um, earth in the 21st century and, and earthlings trying to meet each other well extraterrestrials I'll, I'll just say you've tinder is a platform where you have to stand out somehow somehow you know people not not just women men as well get hundreds of messages messages every day well if you're lucky and there's nothing worse than getting you know hey hi how was your day yes so you you have to you have to um you have to stand out in some way and i don't regret sending those messages at all because i think if you get a response that kind of riffs off you and, you know, continues the vibe, yeah. that's what leads on to the many, many successful, you know, um, dates that are happening on the platform today and how people are meeting their lifelong partners. Exactly. I would completely agree, actually, despite just having been um, quite <laughs> quite amused by that. I think the, the, the strategy that you have adopted there is cutting to the chase. So you have recognized the fact that Tinder is full of chance encounters and gamified interactions where people don't really care but you have gone okay i'm a pretty odd bloke okay and i'm gonna put this stuff out there and if you bite back then we are off to the races because if you reply to my message about fried egg in my sink then we're probably gonna get on like a house on fire and i know a great place that does a good borscht uh three-course business lunch exactly now whether or not you did find that diamond in the rough needle in the haystack one in a million girl is you know we will leave that open and we will not confirm or deny whether that we will leave that for the okay cupid episode yeah (laughs) Uh, well no we won't no no 
Bear Ed, hang on a minute, because you, you've been sitting there, you've been throwing your little pebbles against my <laughs> very, very brittle glass house of dating, and I want to know what your experience of these dating apps is, and, and actually I would like to also dish out some ridicule to you. Yes. Okay, so, f- completely fair. I would say, unfortunately, and this isn't me just trying to wriggle out of it, so I have not actually had a huge amount of experience with Tinder. Um, so Here we bloody uh, go. No, but so I did I did use Tinder. I have used Tinder. I think I was probably quite an early adopter, actually. Um, so I was on Tinder in, I think, what must have been 2013, 14, 15, 16 over that mm, period that's um, the that's the university sweep I think there are probably people you, listening yeah. to this who know me who are trying to do the maths about various relationships anyway <laughs> I'd never been on it when I was someone else obviously but I think yeah I think so when I moved to London in 2016 I did get on it um, and was using it and I thought that it was fascinating and I really liked it because and I'll tell you what I liked about it was it was the fact that you could go and meet somebody who you'd exchanged a few messages with and the 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 risk was just so low now let me explain that um that makes it sound I know the risk is actually quite high or perceived to be quite high but a lot of a lot of women think the risk meet. of what the risk of getting caught I the don't risk know. of no so what being... I, what I mean is that the the opportunity cost maybe or the risk of things going wrong was very low because if you go and you meet someone who doesn't know anyone that you know you get a huge amount of freedom in that interaction so i would meet someone on tinder they don't know anyone i know i don't know anyone they know we go and meet in a random bar and we have a drink and if it goes great we go on another drink and we kick something off and if it goes terribly we both go home and nobody needs to know about it and i think that that for me was extremely attractive uh because it meant that you obtain a certain freedom to you know just behave how you want and see how things go and i know that that then, that then sounds like i love this freedom to <laughs> yeah. to be a total ed walks maniac in, yeah. ed, walks, ed walks in in a kind of dinosaur onesie <laughs> just going like is anyone here called celia <laughs> and this, this I, girl's like no no celia i love it how in my head i was like yeah so i'm maybe sort of flippant not very nice yeah kind of threatening guy but obviously in reality you're like yeah you went in dressed as a bloody dinosaur because you knew that you could get away with it yeah so i never did dress as a dinosaur but i did um have several dates that yeah that i really enjoyed and i loved the fact that i would never have met those people were it not to have been for the app now i'm going to leave it there and i know that that's extremely ankle dangly victorian because i haven't actually revealed a huge amount but the reason i haven't is that i honestly haven't used the app for five years Mm -hmm. and i have in fact used other apps like uh bumble or hinge more recently and so what i'll do is i'll make a promise to our listeners that i will delve into some similar experiences that you have had when we talk about uh hinge or bumble because excellent trust me like that yeah we can go into all sorts my profile um which oh yes in which okay yeah which actually uh, even references this podcast that was how keen i was to spread the word um so that's a little indeed (laughs) yeah tell us a fun fact about you well funny you should ask i actually have an online podcast uh, (laughs) called earth calling which i'm desperately trying to grow so check it out i don't know whether my matches went up or down having added that to my bio but it'd be interesting to see the stats yeah Yeah. interesting anyway so that's me on tinder but uh we'll share more in due course on the others (laughs) 
Now, Earth Callers, is time for the Great Rebirth, capital G, capital R, the renaissance of of everyone's favourite feature on this show, and that is, of course, Laszlo's Listicles, which has taken not a one-week, but a two-week break because of our special guest episode last week and because of sheer um, laziness of the listicle department. Uh, Again, not (laughs) down to a specific individual, more a kind of team failure. We actually had a bit of feedback, didn't we, from one of our listeners who messaged in on Instagram saying, (laughs) where the fuck was the listicle? So it's good to know that some people enjoy it, yeah. Well, it's, it, yeah, it's kind of mixed messages. It's kind of people only get in touch to tell us when they're yeah. upset that something has, has lacked from an episode. But anyway, delighted to have the listicles back. Love's love's listicles! And um, boink, still working boink. on the jingle, by the way. Bloody intern is meant to be on the jingle. Yeah, but, I had, uh, I had you know, COVID, didn't she? Like, oh. Of course, he, but you don't even know. Yeah. Oh. Um, they. Yeah. They, they, them. But anyway... Very happy to have this new listicle content for you. Now, Ed, I have found a an article which I really hope you haven't come across. It's uh, some bizarre facts about Tinder. Mm-hmm. It comes from the website datingzest.com. Thanks for partnering with Tinder, datingzest.com, to, to sponsor us this week. And have you, you're looking at me as though you've seen this, this article. I, I was not trying to convey that because no, I have not. Okay. Dating okay. Zest, no, it's not, not uh, somewhere uh, uh, I spend uh, much, much of my time. Uh, Okay, okay. Anyway, so this comes from datingzest.com, these stats, and this Lazo Siskel's episode has a slight twist, as, as they all do. A twisticle. Keep you on your, on your, it does, it's a twisticle. And we're going to play two truths, one lie mm. with this, with this listicle. Now I've picked out two of these crazy facts, and I've added my own, and I want you to tell me which two are true and which one is a lie. Okay. So are you ready? Are you, are you clear on the format? Clear. Of course. Earth callers, please do play along as you as you hear and try to beat Ed. Should have said to do that on the past episodes, but he's been annoyingly accurate, so you might not have beaten him. Now, here's here's fact one. One point one billion matches happen on Tinder every day. Mm-hmm. Fact number two. Ninety-five percent of Tinder users meet their matches within a week. So, wait, ninety-five percent of users meet someone they've matched with within a week. Yep. Yes, exactly. And the last fact, 30% of Tinder users are married. Okay, well, what's nuts is like all three of those I think are false, but clearly you're telling me two of those are true. Okay, well, let's yep. go through well, them in uh, Let's just hang on. Drop the accusations. Datingzest.com is telling you that too. Right, <laughs> that reputable yeah. source. Yeah, it makes yeah, Wikipedia exactly. look like yeah. a bloody source of truth. Um, <laughs> check out the Wikipedia episode. Um, so... <laughs> so <laughs> huge if true so on the first point i think you said that 1.1 billion matches occur daily so i actually have a rival data point which i called out at the beginning of this episode which was that 1.6 billion swipes occur per day and i know that the swipe to match rate is extremely low not through just my own experience but actually through uh through empirical evidence that i've seen on the wikipedia articles so I think that unless my number is way off from the Wikipedia article, which may be out of date, of course, I think that is false. But let me just go through them because I think all of them are false and then I'll have to make my mind up. So the second one that you said was that 95% of Tinder users meet a match within a week. 
Now, yep. like this, this must there must be some caveat to this because again, I know that of the matches that you connect with, you interact with a vanishingly small portion of them, and you maintain a conversation to the point of actually agreeing a meetup or exchanging numbers at an even more vanishingly small percentage of them. So I just that must be maybe that's ninety five percent of users who match with somebody and agree to go on a date, go on a date. Yeah, do you think it's I think that? We, we can discuss the interpretation of these statistics later, I think. Right. But you're, yeah. And then the final one you said was 30% of people on Tinder are married, which is interesting. It makes me think of Ashley Madison, which was, of course, the website that enabled people to have an affair. Their strap line was, oh, yes. life's short, have an affair. Pretty brutal. <laughs> Got hacked. All of the people were revealed. Anyway, so I think that... A billion matches a day is just too high. So I think subject to a creative reinterpretation of point two, I would say that uh, number two and number three are true and number one is false. And of course, that, you know, the fact that 30% of users are married is uh, pretty eye-wateringly high. Mm. I'm very doubtful of that, but I'm just going to have to go with it. Yes, well, very good. You got it right. You've, wow. you've won this episode. It, indeed, uh, it's a bit annoying that you actually had the reference fact. I kind of forgot about that because that did give you mm. a hint as to, well, to be fair, it was also very deductive of you to, to take that... Um, no, the knowledge that the swipe match ratio is very low. That is not anyway, so about number three. Wow, that's yeah, scary, it, isn't it? it? That, that was the one that, that really, really surprised me. Do we have that breakdown by male and female? Quite bonkers. No, no, dating zest did not go so far in that in that sense. Um, so, well, I mean, look, Laszlo's listicles is back. Uh, you once again proved your, your, your prowess in this sport. I wonder how many of you um, listening at home got got the the answer right, but um, stay tuned for for future listicles. Which um, glad to report our interns back next week, so should have that that jingle. Jingle, that listicles over. Well, on that listicle bombshell, we have run out of time, very sadly. But thank you so much, everybody, as ever, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please do give us a download on Spotify, a subscription and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does mean the world and helps us a huge amount in terms of the rankings. And then do scoot on over to give us a follow on Instagram at earth underscore calling underscore pod, where we've started posting quite a lot of funny videos. So do take a look there and give us a follow. Yes, thanks so much for joining us. And as always, please come along next week for another episode of Online Gold Digging as Ed and I find content for the aliens in even more unexpected places, this time in a platform that has revolutionized audio communication and goes by the name Discord. So get those headsets at the ready and tune in with your family and with your friends. But for now, Earth out. Mm -hmm.